Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhuk. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. Aloha, campers, and welcome to episode four of Random Acts of Living. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the moment that many of us get to, women, uh, probably every woman I've ever known that ever existed, will have to stand up to sexism, misogyny, harassment at some point. And um, I was reminded of this story this, this situation that happened to me, um, when I was a senior in high school after listening to, uh, representative AOC on the house floor call, uh, representative Yoho on his blatant sexism and then trying to hide behind, um, his wife and daughters. And so I think it's, I, I just kudos to her for being able to finally call call men on that bullshit. So uh, so in keeping with the momentum of our stories right now of what happened and and how uh, my personal transformation from my trauma of open heart surgery um this event um also occurred after my open heart surgery um when my family moved to um Cheyenne, Wyoming and I was fully engaged in my uh, creativity. So, so I hope this is helpful for whoever needs to hear this right now, that you are not alone. You are not crazy. And if you feel it's wrong, you have every right and responsibility to stand up for yourself and for those around you, but especially for yourself, because you are worth it. You're worth everything. So here's, here's what happened to me at, um, when I was a senior in high school. So I was taking art classes, um, pretty much because I had gone to a private school. When we moved to Wyoming, I was in a public school and, and I had like met all my requirements. So I was taking like seven classes of art a day. I was taking six ceramics classes where I had the most amazing supportive teacher, um, Eve Whitcomb, who was just fantastic and, uh, total hippie mama seventies. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so influential uh, on my art. Um, then also I was taking a painting class with a male teacher. Now it was the complete opposite. It was awful. <laughs> it was just not only was he a bad teacher, but he sexually harassed every single young woman that walked into his classroom every single day with all of the football players lined up. So here's how it would go. We would walk into his classroom. He would be there greeting us. All of the football players would be standing in the line next to him. And he would say, hey, you look cute today. I'll help you. Oh, nice bra you got on underneath that dress. You're going to get my full attention today. Oh, you look whatever. 
I, you know, it just went on and on and on. And every day was like a new thing. And I was like, what is going on here? So I put up with it for most of the year. And, and then we go to the state art finals and he comes and he's like hanging out with like all of the high school girls in their bedrooms and buying them alcohol. And it's like really weird and really uncomfortable. Um, I, by this point am known as like difficult. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, I'm hanging out with the cool kids and there's only two of us. And then all the gay boys who are in art, um, which there were quite a few of, although none of us knew they were gay. They didn't know they were gay, but they've all come out since then. So, um, yeah, you, you know who's safe and who's not, I think. And, uh, and when I started asking questions about this teacher, I found out that this behavior had been going on for years and that his behavior, like when they went, you know, off campus, like this was usual behavior. And this is how he treated the young women at the school, like both, you know, like in his classroom and outside of his classroom. So, you know, so this goes on and on. And then um, I'm getting close to graduating and um, I do really well at state finals and uh, several schools see my work. And I'm offered um, full scholarships for art. And, um, you know, I'm pretty excited. And, you know, I worked really hard on my portfolios and my application. And yay, Amelia's going to go to art school. Yay. And then I, you know, I don't know what happened. But one day he said something to me and I just like couldn't take it anymore. I was just like, this is enough. And so I... I filed a complaint in the principal's office and, um, and I tried to get a number of the other young women in school to file with me and they wouldn't. So I was completely by myself. So basically it was my word against his, <laughs> even though everyone sees the daily procession and hears it of us going into his classroom Right. But that's just like, oh, that's just like locker room talk or whatever. You know, it's just like, oh, he's just joking around. And I'm like, well, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Make him stop. So I think like he did stop and made a point that it was my fault. You know, like, oh, Amelia doesn't want us to do this anymore or something like that. But still like kept doing it in really insidious ways. And then he stopped helping me altogether in art class. And so I was just like, well, fine, you know, I had a final painting that was due. And I was like, well, I guess this is the end of painting. Um, so, <laughs> so the final, so you've got like your midterm or, or like close to the end of the quarter, the grades, and he was failing me. And, and I confront him and I was like, why are you failing me? He's like, well, you didn't do your work. And I said, well, you're not like, I'm asking for help to finish this painting and I feel uncomfortable in your class. And so you're not, you're not doing this. And I've done all these other paintings. So anyway, so, you know, it goes on and on like this. And, um, and finally, 
um, I, I go to my dad and I tell him what's happening. And at this point I'd been just, you know, dealing with it by myself. And I tell him what's happening and he's incensed, <laughs> just incensed. Like I had never seen him so upset, like on my behalf in my entire life. I was like, you know, I mean, he was upset about me having open heart surgery, but that was obviously a concern. <laughs> you know, this was like red hot anger. Um, so, so I tell him what's happening and, um, and unbeknownst to me, the following day, he shows up at school and asks to speak to the principal's office. And then I am called to the principal's office and I am worried <laughs> that I'm not going to graduate or something's going to happen and I'm not going to get the scholarships. And, you know, like I, like my, my college career is like, is hanging in the balance here. So, um, and I'm getting an F in like the thing I'm getting a scholarship for. It simply didn't make any sense. So I, I start walking into the principal's office and I heard, hear men's voices yelling. And I realize it's my father. And my father is yelling at the art teacher, at the painting teacher, the male painting teacher. And he starts off like, well, he didn't start. Like I walk in and he's already yelling. And, and what I hear is, I know why you're doing this and I'm not going to tolerate it. Nobody teacher treats any human being like that. And especially these young women, you need to correct your mistake immediately. I was like, go dad. Yeah, that's right. Nobody treats anyone like this. <laughs> so I, you know, and, and then I, you know, start making noise so they know I'm coming. And my father calms down. So he doesn't know that I've seen that and, or heard it. And, you know, the principal, you know, addresses me and says, you know, I, I understand that this is going on. So, you know, please just finish your painting on your own and you will get a grade, a passing grade for this painting, um, for this class. And I was like, well, that's still unacceptable <laughs> because, you know, I deserve to get like a good grade, um, for this class. And, um, anyway, so I, I, I finished the painting. It's a beautiful painting. I ended up giving it to, um, m one of my best friends, um, when I, when I went back to, um, to Las Vegas, I brought the painting and like gave it to her. So, um, I don't know if she still has it. I should ask her. Probably not. But, but I get like a D. <laughs> the motherfucker gives me a D. It's a beautiful painting. <laughs> and I did all the, you know, I completed all the assignments anyway. Um, but I think we have to continually tell these stories about how, <laughs> you know, how we are taken advantage of, how we are talked down to, how we are told we are not good enough when 
when we stand up for ourselves and, you know, whether it's sexism, racism, homophobia, um, <laughs> any of the isms, any of them, like we, we owe it to ourselves and to others to shine that light really bright, even if we are the only ones holding it. Because eventually other people, other women, other people of color, other people who are in that designated class will, will see that light and they'll come forward. They'll come, they'll reach out to you and they'll get it. So here's how it actually ends. I graduate, I go, I get my scholarship and, uh, and I go off and to that first semester of school. I come back to my high school, uh, I think it's two years, two, three years later, um, for my best friend's wedding. Um, actually, I come back to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I run into some of the younger girls, young women, who um, were juniors and sophomores when I was graduating, who were in the art department. So it turns out that after I graduated um, and moved away, um, they formed a support group <laughs> to, um, talk with each other around, um, sexism, harassment, and all of those issues around, um, what was happening, um, in the school. And eventually they put together a petition. They put it around, around the teacher who was harassing us. And he, uh, he resigned. So sometimes you have to be the first one to step up. I mean, someone has to do it, right? So, um, I think, it, so the point, <laughs> the point of this is that, um, of, of telling you the story and sharing this experience um, is to give hope and to provide courage. If you're out there and you're feeling this and you feel it's hopeless, it's not hopeless. You can do it. I did it. Other women have done it and will continue to do it until we don't have to anymore. So you hold that light and um, hold it really bright <clears throat> because Eventually, someone is going to see it, and that light will become a transformational fire, and it won't be able to be stopped. And it'll happen. We see it happening right now in 2020 with Black Lives Matter. We'll see it happen in other things as well. So you can do this. You got this. Have a great day, campers. Aloha. That wraps up today's story. Thank you for joining me. And if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening, well, leave me a review and tell me about it. Drop me a line. Let me know some of your stories. And thanks again for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day. Be well. Stay present. Aloha. Aloha.